Welcome to the Flyover Ministry Podcast, a practical youth ministry podcast for small church leaders by small church leaders. We are grateful that you have joined us for our journey through ministry-related topics that we hope help equip and encourage you as you serve Jesus wherever you are. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Jordan. And Happy New Year. This is Flyover Ministry. Jordan, Happy New Year. I haven't said that to you while we've been talking before hitting record, but I trust your holidays were eventful and restful. Eventful? I don't know if I'd say restful, but that's okay. Ah, uh, you are, you said that your company left yesterday? Yeah, so they left on the first. Mm. And we were company, and we left yesterday as well. So we're fresh off of Christmas break. All mm. Christmases are done. All gifts are unwrapped. Um, are you one who was looking forward to any particular presents or gifts this year? Um, <clears throat> sure. I This was one where, I don't know. I mean, I'm the dad, so that you right. know how that works sometimes is like I, I'm excited about seeing what I bought my kids and discovering oh, yeah. along with them, you know, uh, right. that kind of trope. Um, but we bought a, a bigger kitchen table this year, um, or actually last year. It's now 2024. Uh, and <clears throat> it is solid and steady, but um, the top is like gunky. And so like playing cards on it, the cards stick and stuff Ooh. and there's like parts where it's wore off and then parts where there's like some paint because it was used pretty heavily which uh was like okay i'm gonna have to redo the top of this table here and uh i was not looking forward to that process because i don't have any tools for that but i got a sander so ooh, so that was i mean that was kind of a here honey do i love you to help you with this so now we just need All to right. find a time when the kids are going to be gone for a long enough period of time that I can actually have the time to like strip down the table and because that that takes time too. But that is that is a lot of sanding. I've actually done that project. There's like a special varnish you can buy that strips all of like the lacquer and stain and everything off to get it right down to the bare wood. But that does get really fumy. Like your house will be quite smelly for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Despite your best intentions. So get your iron muscles ready. Sanding is the bane of any good woodworker. Yeah, I, I'm i okay with the top. I'm not sure how I'm going to approach like the beveled side going all around. Mm. But I've got a couple leaves in the that I can just like start on that and then see how it goes with the smaller thing and then work from there. So sure. We'll see. Hmm. Yeah. What about yeah. you? Uh, well, any Lego build thing that you got this year? <laughs> I did not ask for any Lego, uh, rather intentionally. Um, I have a rather big Lego set that I used birthday money for um, and last Christmas money for um, in my office. If you ever call me on Zoom, you'll see behind my head is the Lego Rivendell set, mm-hmm. and it's awesome. But uh, no, no Legos this year. Um, I feel like if I ask for Legos, everyone would point and say, Excuse me, what are you doing? No, you've already, you have your Lego budget for the decade. 
um, it was right there. I did uh, wind up getting a couple of games uh, that are pretty intriguing. I am excited. To, to, I, I love unboxing new games and just seeing like different pieces go in different places. Uh, we picked up a game called Parks. Uh, what else did we get? Uh, there was a, it's called Fox in the Forest. It's a two-player card game. So my wife and I usually try and find fun games like that to play when we're uh, alone at night and just awake and like, hey, you want to do this? Yeah, sure, I've got the energy and brain power to do this. So we'll we'll go and play those games. So yeah, Fox in the Forest. And then I got another game that was, it's a card game that's similar to a game that Flapjacks and Sasquatch's game where you are trying to decorate your lawn, uh, but you are also able to sabotage the lawns around you by utilizing the Homeowners Association. So mm. I am intrigued and just looking at it, looking through it a bit, it's it's pretty I'm pretty excited to get into it a bit. Yeah, that, that has the, the potential to be pretty maniacal there, like controlling the powers of an HOA. Like, ooh. <laughs> If you come to Youth Worker Weekends, you will see that game there, and we'll try it out there as well. But just a shameless plug for that event coming up here in a couple of weeks. Jordan, are you, you're coming to the Thursday option, correct? Yes. Yes. And you've got a, a team coming with you? Uh, just one this year, but yeah, I'll, I'll have another person with, which is good. Last year was yeah. the first year I had an addition to myself, so... Continuing on with that trend a little bit, meaning I have mm. like volunteers this time, so that's great. Sure, your mom's coming, isn't she? No, she was going to come, but then she told me right after I registered her, I can't make it anymore, and uh. so yeah, <laughs> all right, she won't be there. So sorry for all the people who were registering to YDubs just to see my mom again. Uh, we were, I was looking forward to all sorts of Jordan Langness stories. But that is fine. Let's get into this topic today, eh? Yeah. So we're we're in a new year here, which is not news to anybody. Uh, the time of your life where you bite your tongue every time you sign a check or date something trying to remember the right <laughs> year. Takes me a couple of weeks to get that right anyways. Um, and also, very common time of year for people to start trying to improve their lives or at least making goals to improve their lives that will last maybe a couple of weeks, a couple of days, a couple of months. Uh, and sometimes it happens in ministry too. We, uh, I know for me, coming up on Y-Dubs, um, this is, well, for some of our episodes, it'll be after that, but uh, there's a, a time during that in the past where we've sat down and made goals for ourselves. And I, that's been a beneficial time for me. Um, but this month we wanted to take some time and think through, like, as we think about goals, uh, one of the helpful things to do um, as you're starting that process is really take stock of of where you're at and, and how things have gone. And I found that for me, and I think this is consistent with several other places as well. I know this is an issue for my congregation I'm at. Uh, we haven't done much thinking about certain core areas of ministry and thinking through what are our successes here. Uh, I don't want this to sound just like it's all negative because there's, there are things we can celebrate um, and what are things that we need to improve on. Um, and I think even just the successes and, and starting off, you know, one of the things we've done, well, oh, I'm not going to 
I'm not going to play my cards before the right time. Uh, <laughs> so teaser, that's going to show up at some point, and you'll have no idea when it is, but it'll be there. Sure. Um, Let me yeah. ask a question here, clarifying. Now, I know some people usually do that during the summer, just between uh, official ministry busy times of September to May. Yeah. But you do it, you said, in January. Is that just because of youth worker weekends, the time to be together, uh, fresh start because it's a fresh year? Or like, why is it that you do it in January and not in like July or August? I'll do both. Um, the summer will be coming at a new year, which kind of you have a clean slate and you can do whatever you want with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this time is really good to say, like, how am I doing in attaining those things that I was uh, working okay. towards? Um, and are there any areas that I need to adjust? You know, um, has my idea for this been working as I intended? Um, or even just a simple reminder, because it's easy to sometimes just slip into the routine of things and forget the bigger picture of things that we're working towards. So, mm. Sure. Yeah. So just a, mid- a midpoint review then. Yeah, and, and you know, it's it's helpful too just to have this in the calendar because I think in so many ways I mean, we do have Christmas break and so there is kind of a pause that's built in there too, a way to catch your breath, let the dust settle um, and, and refresh your mind to, to approach this in a new way too. Um, yeah, so I, I came across this um, these five categories in my college education. Uh, I was in, I think it was, what class was it? Oh, I don't remember the title of the class. Um, but my professor, who was my advisor, he he brought this out as just a, a, he had this packet of all these different questions and to ask for each of these categories. And I haven't really used that because it was like totally built for a large church, small group ministry based thing. Right. So um, but I found that the categories themselves were very helpful uh, for consideration. So we're going to go through each of these uh, one category per month here as we go through. And so we're going to start off today uh, by looking at worship, and then we're going to go to evangelism, discipleship, service, and fellowship. That's going to be our arc for this month. Um, And each of these different areas um, is really worth taking some time to think about. So as we start off today looking at worship, uh, one question that we have to start at is, what is worship? And, And keep in mind, too, thinking through the mind of your congregants and your students, what do they think worship is? So as we start, and I just throwing this off, um, you know, I know you've had a chance to look at the outline and work with the outline too, but yeah. if you were to have that question thrown at you pre-outline looking, what would you t- what would your answer typically be? Um, I'm reminded of uh, the Presbyterian Catechism in that, and I'll answer that question with their question. Question number one from their catechism is, what is the purpose of man? And the purpose of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. And when you think about what worship is and entails, I think that's a very good condensed definition to be able to use, is that not just talking about worship, but talking about the things that we think, say, and do that are able to glorify God, to allow us to be with him in fellowship, and to be with his people in that community as well. Yeah. How, how do you think most of your students would answer? Uh, they'd probably say church. Okay. They'd probably say Sunday morning worship service. And as the teacher, and as one who teaches confirmation and covers that and works with students, I 
purposefully try and use terminology that indicate like during the Sunday morning worship service, but then also pointing through, um, you know, the things that we do throughout the week is worship. Like we ought to be doing the best that we can. We ought to be working hard and diligently. And, you know, all uh, there's expectations that people place upon us, but really ultimately the person we need to be pleasing is, is God. The one that we need to be trying to honor is, is the one who created us. And that is what we were created to do. I think you have to fight the, um, the general idea from students that uh, when you talk about worship, they just automatically latch back to the Sunday morning worship service. So um, to try and expand that definition for them is an ongoing work yeah. that I'm striving towards. But um, how about you? And how are you with your students with what they would define worship as? Yeah, so I think even more narrow focus is what my students would typically say. And I think that the ones that I've worked with would say worship equals music. And so like they have that worship music, that style, and that's what their mind goes to when they think of worship. It's, it's eyes closed, hands raised. It's a moving emotional thing if we get there. So they're like thinking of fly convention or right. um, some other gathering it was like, well, that's where I really felt like I was worshiping and, and it's some kind of emotive based, but um, yeah. So, so to get to like recognize that we, we say, you know, worship service as well, which is significant, but I want to broaden in for my students um, how much bigger worship really is. So when we're right. talking about worship, we need to start there because how we define it really influences how we think through and how we evaluate all this other stuff. And so when we're evaluating, how are we worshiping? Right now, my youth group ministry, we're very light on music. Um, we I There was a couple times I remember early on, uh, we're probably at a different stage now, but like I brought the guitar out and I was like, okay, we're going to sing a couple of songs. And the eyes rolled and there was literal <laughs> groans. I was like, okay, not this group's jam. So, <clears throat> so we've been lighter on that. Um, we've, I, I've tried to figure out, like, I think there's still some benefit to that. Um, but there's also a timing issue that just right. our, our nights are so full to, to try mm -hmm. to take a worship set um, could be difficult, but what we've done is I've gotten a couple nights this year for the first time that I've set aside as just worship nights um, for youth groups. So that's that's the plan is our, our night is going to be spent in worship. And I've been really intentional about that. So the first one that we did this year, we did do some songs um, because I think that is, that is powerful. It can um, really lead our hearts to prepare to be receptive. And, and you know, uh, I think there is significance in that. But uh, we also had a testimony. Um, mm, telling your story yeah. is a form of worship. Uh, sharing what God has done in your life is a form of worship. And uh, for we also did um, a little Bible study on on worship from like one of the Psalms we looked at, and that too is worship. When we're we're saying, Lord, you've given us your word. I'm going to give my time to study this because it's important. We're showing the value of it. We're worshiping God through that. And I think our students don't often necessarily see that connection of Bible study, devotions is worship and and how it connects all throughout life. And then we close and it's like, oh, and by the way, you think we're done, but whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, dwell for the glory of God, we're about to worship in snack time, you know, so let's worship. Mm. And so just really wanting to point out all these different things. Um, and I think... That's that's for the students, and then with the with the council and stuff. Um, one of the things that I've had our elders do, um, and 
I make it sound like I'm leading the elders. It's not necessarily the case, but I'm encouraged that we take some time just to, to spend our start of our, our elders meeting asking, what have you seen God doing? Hmm. Yeah. Because I, I think we can so often get out of that mindset of looking for God at work in our congregation. We can focus on the problems instead of seeing like, oh, God did this thing. That's awesome. Let's celebrate and let's rejoice together and and remember that God is here. God is at work and, and the purpose of what we're gathering for. Yeah. You're carrying the TV. You're carrying the TV. Oh, now you're washing the windows. Now you're washing the windows. You're looking at me like you've not seen that. Okay, yes. Uh, it took me a while, but like the okay. worship poses. Now right, I, the worship poses. I get that. Yep. <laughs> we had, um, and this, a couple years ago now, um, we called them jam nights. <laughs> and it made for pretty funny promotional posters because we just would have like the uh, pictures of the canning process. But the idea <laughs> was that if you are at all musically inclined, we're going to have a jam session where we're just going to put up the chords on a, a TV screen. Everybody will have the same notes, and we're going to play a, a few songs. It's going to last an hour, and you know, if you wind up, if we wind up with multiple guitars, awesome. You know, if we wind up with you know whatever, we we want you to come, and like you were doing with the worship nights, we did that uh, the jam sessions. I think it was like the last Sunday of every month, and like I said, we haven't done it for a while. But I do think that that was a great time. We had people that weren't musically inclined that just wanted to be a part of like a, a Vespers service where uh, I just want to see the people in our church that are musically inclined. And we do have a good number of them. Sure. Um, but to be able to say, yes, um, I want to be able to see what this looks like, um, especially when you have younger people coming and playing like, a violin and multiple guitars and somebody brings their bass and here's someone on the keyboard and you're all playing uh, the same thing and here's someone with a mandolin and a cajon and all of these different instruments and um, I'm going to shout out one of our youth workers Annie Peterson from Cannon Falls Minnesota and I believe she was telling me this summer that their strategy when it comes to music in worship uh, involving students in that regard is to uh, you don't have to remove instruments. You don't have to, like, playing modern praise and worship music does not mean get rid of the organ. It just means feel free to add whatever instruments you'd like. Mm. So they don't take away, they don't tell people, no, actually, this is this style, which means you guys can't play, you can play later. They just say, yes, let's all play together. And, you know, you get a lot of instruments up there. That would be really chaotic, really noisy. Um, kind of hard to wrangle, but at the same time, you know, recognizing that people worship in different ways and styles and capacities and to be able to allow that flexibility. But um, yeah, to also a, a point that I've been trying to encourage our students in is in their prayer life and to have them recognize that that is a point of worship as well. Yeah. And right now they're giving just one to two sentence prayers uh, at the beginning of our Bible study time. And it's, dear Lord, thanks for tonight. Help us have a good study. Amen. And and that is it, which may not seem like a lot, but you know, compared to a few months ago, that's two sentences longer than they were comfortable giving. So that, uh, to yeah, to teach people how to pray, uh, to pray, I've thought about doing like a, a prayer station time around our church, just to put up posters or, or like a, a 
a piece of paper with something written like pray for the sick uh, while you're here think about who god is and thank him for what he's done and, and to work through our church going from different stations to um to have worship music playing in the background during that time but to create kind of that atmosphere where you are intentionally drawing close to the lord because that's involved in this as well right we're not excluding the worship service as we talk about this we are saying at all times in all places in all ways we ought to be praising our lord and savior and we we've done a quarterly praise and prayer night here um mm. we've done a second just didn't finish our second one um, in december so that's been something we've tried to do just to involve the cor- the congregation but i think that touches on uh some neat things here like like what you're talking about with the instruments and, and having the students involved that's awesome you know getting them at the entry level coming in and recognizing like, here's where you participate. This is a participatory thing in worship. Mm-hmm. And it's not just for the the musicians, it's for everybody. Um, and, and that's something too with the prayer and praise night was it's hopefully it's designed to be intergenerational and breaking them up into small groups. And we still have like, you know, there's the girl who's sitting in the back, uh, young adults, and she's not going to talk to anybody. So the prayer is very private. Um, but that's how they grow is those experiences where they're kind of pushed. And, and I remember getting to pray with some elderly people in my congregation. It's the first time I think I've heard either of them pray out loud. It was such a blessing to be able to, to hear that. Um, but doing that journey together. So there, you, we've got that, that corporate thing of, of doing things together, which is really important. And if the church should be known for, for much, uh, one of the things it should be known for is our worship. Because, I mean, think about who Jesus is, who God is, what he's done for us. That drives this whole topic of worship because he is, I think of Andy Peterson, um, his song, Is He Worthy? You know? Right. He is. And I love that. That's such a powerful song, powerful music video. Um, but that's what we want to communicate to our students. Like, he is worthy of it. He is the only thing that is worthy of all of our worship and attention. We mm-hmm. We pick such silly and and poor substitutes all the time uh to get emotionally invested in so but we have that corporate experience and and i think if if there's something that we could probably do much better it is worshiping while our emotions are engaged it just like as a as a body like we're you know i I, and this is me too i my my dad when he was really getting into something would have his arms crossed his finger would tap He's like, oh, he's really enjoying the song now. Oh, boy, watch out. So, you know, and that's some of my heritage. Um, But I think that this should be something that we we are able to, like an outsider coming in Mm. should be able to say, like, wow, God is meaningful to them. So that's one side of the coin. But then the other side of the coin, too, is how do we lead our students and show our students um, the individual side of worship. Like this is, this is life. This is not just like you're a Christian on Sundays and, and come to youth group, but, but God is real and, and is a part of your life all throughout the week in worship and prayer, uh, worship through prayer, through reading God's word, through, um, taking care of your body, through the sports that you're involved with, through your schooling, right? We, we do school as, uh, not because we want to get into a good college to get a good job, to get good money, to have a good retirement, but we do school, to take advantage of this opportunity to prepare ourselves for whatever God might call us to down the road. Mm-hmm. It's an act of worship, and that changes our, our life. It changes our approach to everything. And, and that's the opportunity we have to invite our students and our congregations into. And what an incredible opportunity to do, to be a part of that work. 
I, I will acknowledge, you know, my my students, if I were to bring a guitar up to the youth room on uh, Wednesday night, they would probably groan and roll their eyes as well. Uh, not because they're not musical, but also uh, I think mainly <laughs> because they're, they're, they're probably calculating how many minutes is this going to take away from game time. <laughs> uh, so sure. my, my hesitation in all of this, and I, I want to admit that as, as much as I desire to create that atmosphere of worship, and to engage emotionally, I, I want to be really clear and uh, pronounced enough in explaining why it is what we're doing uh, to, to let our people know that we're not chasing that emotion. Like the emotional high is not why we're here. It happens when you're worshiping the Lord and, and you're, you're swept up. And, and as much as you may try to chase after that, you know, if you, if you chase after Jesus, you will get that. Uh, it may be a quiet warmth as, as you consider what he has done for you. Uh, it may be, uh, you know, contrition and repentance over sin. That is an act of worship as well, to turn to the Lord and acknowledge that I have sinned. I have done what is wrong. I do not worship you the way that I, I ought to. And I, I am deeply sorry and, and help me, restore me, right, with, with your spirit. Then, right, then what does David say in Psalm 51? Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and, and sinners will be turned to you. That is, a, that is a, what I want to shoot for, it is to show people the, the Savior that I worship. And I desire to see people worship the way that I would desire to worship at all times, to be able to share that with the, the body of Christ. So um, I do think, though, like a stranger coming into a church to see, like, um, I mean, we're sitting here as Lutherans, and worship service doesn't get too crazy. But if you were to go to like a charismatic church or uh, you know something where it's a little more lively, and people are falling on the floor, and pastor comes over and palm on your forehead, and all of a sudden you're just jittering around like, um, oh, I don't know, like one of those balls with the spikes that we used to have growing <laughs> up, you know? I if you were to, a stranger coming into that, you know what that speaking as a German Lutheran in West Central Minnesota, I would, I would probably leave. I would feel so disengaged from that because like, man, I want to worship Jesus. I, I, I yeah, I, there's really no end to that, uh, <laughs> that I have in mind, but yeah, you know what I mean? There's, there's a component of, if you worship Jesus, you don't have to have elevate worship. Your, your worship service doesn't have to look like Hillsong. But it can be simple, is, and I think that's profound. But this is something ahead. where we are tempted to to judge worship by other people's experience when it is mm. an inter inter or personal thing internally. Sometimes it's 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 not about how much you shake or don't shake. It, it's <laughs> it's all about your heart, right? Yes. And and that's that's where we want to go with this too. Sometimes God does give you a blessing and, and crushes you or brings you to this place of of, of just overwhelming joy. Um, and, and for us too, we can bring forth this, that as we look into this topic of worship and, and looking at how are we doing, what is it like? You know, Again, we're, we're focusing on getting a, a good read of where we're at, celebrating the things that are good, but noticing how we can grow in. Um, there's an element of law and gospel in this too, right? Mm -hmm. The yeah. law and where we're convicted and recognizing I have been giving my worship to something else. I have been making idols 
in my life. And our students have been making idols in our life. Maybe that idol is that emotional feeling that we're chasing. That's our God. That's our measurement. Um, And we need to repent of that. But the gospel of it too is that we get brought back to who we get to worship. And we're brought back to the fact that we're invited into Mm -hmm. this. We're brought back to the reality that Jesus' death on the cross paved the way so that we could worship in a way that is pleasing to God so that we're no longer bringing our filthy rags, but that we're coming to him um, with a pleasing aroma, which is which mm-hmm. is a wonderful thing to do. And so my encouragement for you guys as we, we wrap this up is um, take some time thinking through this topic of worship. Uh, again, remembering it's more than just the music. It's more than just the worship service. It's, it's life. And find first things to celebrate. How, how are... What are the areas where your students are getting it? Mm-hmm. What are the areas where the congregation is modeling this well? But then recognize, too, that because we're flawed, broken humans, we're going to have things that we need to grow in. What's a way that you can target growing? You know, Is it something where you set up something that is going to be intentional of, of even communicating, hey, this is going to be a worship night, and everyone's going to think like we're doing the same thing, but that's the point, is that this is worship. And, and how we communicate that and teaching people that inviting them into that is is really important too. So mm-hmm. um there's a lot of passages uh we yeah. we had listed here and and you know from Romans 12 the transformation of your mind living sacrifices things like that um to we even have as a part of our notes pretty much the rest of the Bible. Uh so that's your charge <laughs> this week read the whole Bible and find out about mm. worship. Yeah, I do think that Romans 12 would be the the highlight in all of this. The uh, presenting your bodies as that living sacrifice, as your spiritual worship. You think about Colossians that you've already quoted, right? The, the thankfulness, uh, doing everything that you can uh, to continue to serve the Lord, uh, but also highlighting thankfulness and vocation there. First Thessalonians 4, Ephesians 1, 1 Corinthians 11 to 13 really show us like what it looks like to worship as the people of God. But I mean, it's, um, I think, what, I, what, I, what I'll end on here is that passage from Psalm when it's the, I was glad when they told me, let us go up to the house of the Lord, right? Where we are able to celebrate with God's people together. Because um, I think we'll, we'll shout out the Fly Convention podcast that released, I think, a couple weeks ago with Andy Coyle talking about life in the church. We're not meant to worship alone. You can, and I think it's right and proper to do so, but that can't be the only time that we worship. We need the body of Christ to be able to worship as well. So uh, your assignments this week, read the whole Bible and get to church. Yeah, well, read part <laughs> of the Bible. We'll, we'll compromise with that. So um, I just want to invite you. Uh, You're going to compromise this... on the Bible? Compromise on how much you have okay. to read the Bible in one. <laughs> poke, poke. Come on, get with it, Daniel. <laughs> so, um, yeah, remember in all of this, he is worthy. And uh, our prayer for you is that you yourself will be able to bask in the glory as you abide in Christ and live out worship in your own life. With that, may you go in peace and serve the Lord. Thanks for listening to Flyover Ministry. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram and Facebook pages at Flyover Ministry. You can also get in contact with us on our Gmail account, flyoverministrypodcast at gmail.com. 
You can find other episodes that we've recorded on iTunes and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.